welcome to our homely little tavern. It is I, the fabulous and renowned bard. I have some grave news, I'm afraid. It is time for me again to go on vacation. Do not look so glum. It will just be a short trip and it will provide me with fresh and new tales that will come your way. We all deserve a vacation now and then. The only question I have now is where and what to do. Perhaps I go to Atlantis. But no, that would be terrible as all the drinks would be just too salty, not to mention exhausting from interdimensional travel. Perhaps an island paradise. No, it would be too relaxing, but I crave adventure and excitement, not languor and indolence. Why must this be so damn difficult? I would like to rely on the past for most interesting activities and locations are all dead and gone. But perhaps there is something that I overlooked. My fabulous audience, I need your help with this virtuous mission. I shall use the gold piece from my piggy bank to pay the Stygian ferryman in allowing us to do our research by again peering into the past of Ramble Shamble. Good day, people of the internet, and welcome to another episode of Ramble Shamble, the podcast where we like to ramble about all weird, strange topics and ideas, and we always joined by at least one other person. Today, it is always the fabulous, the most wondrous, Jotun. Say hello to the audience, Jotun. Hello, everybody. Yes, and because this is a fabulous episode, it's... Look, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest right from the back. I think I'm going to lose completely in this topic of the debate. I think Jotun has this topic <laughs> hands down because of his prefler. I like that word prefler, even though I think I might be using it incorrectly. Le- but Jotun might be... Plethora. Ple- there you see. Plethora. Plethora. It's like the word plenty, <laughs> plenty, and then aura. Plethora. Plentolola. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, audience, my good friend here, Jotun, who's most likely going to be winning the topic. But before we get in there, Jotun, how how things been on your end? Are you, anything interesting happening? Anything that the audience we could be telling? One thing I will say is that by the time of this recording, uh, Fumble Shamble Gaming Channel has gotten a bit of traction, which is very interesting to see. So if you want to see myself fumble around playing video games and occasionally Yotin will post there every so often come definitely go check it out oh sweet yeah we got a puppy recently my family and I so she's been keeping us very busy although she is a massive terror inside the house (laughs) because Uh, she she loves ambushing us which uh, is fun for her I'm sure but keeps us very busy and in uh, and requires constant vigilance. So, uh, one. But having a new puppy is a very cute thing, then. Yeah. Three word summary cute, but dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> cute, but dangerous. Definitely. Uh, the description of any puppy, but I can tell that 
Well, I've seen some of the photos of your puppy and she looks adorable. I immediately said <laughs> that I am so jealous that I would, I, I am like, I'm a, someone that's been like rethinking like, man, I want a dog. A dog would just be cool. Just have someone that's always there. But it's always one of those things that if I get a dog because of my lifestyle choice at the moment, it'll be a bit of be a, a bit unfair for the dog itself because now all the time I'm going to be traveling, I'm going to be going around and it's, it'll be a, and when I'm working, it's not going to be the nicest thing for a dog to kind of just like sit around at home and not be active enough. And then I'll have to hire someone to look after him or her. And it just seems like it's just not fair and I'm not going to enjoy the full experience of owning a dog. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that, that is something that you especially have to take into consideration, except of course, if you have a handbag puppy. But to be honest, that, I think that's a complete waste of time. Um, I don't think any dog should live like that. So, mm. yeah. <laughs> but but either way, we've, we've just got it perfectly set up, set up over here with a nice big garden and a nice big house. And that's exactly what a puppy needs, in my opinion. Oh, I'm very jealous. But yeah, I'm happy for you guys. But yeah, I think that's enough faffing around. So, audience, I'll explain briefly the topic and I'll explain why Jotun most likely will dominate but I'm excited for it because I'm sure whatever he has to share with us including myself is going to be highly beneficial and something that might be worth jotting down on a piece of paper or searching up on the internet while you're listening to our, our fabulous voices mumble fumble along so the topic today is vacations because obviously you guys have seen the title of this episode vacation ideas or two-week vacations to one of the best places in the world. And I made the topic a bit broad. Uh, Jotun can attest to that. I made it very broad that this topic can go on on and on. And the amount of detail we could possibly go into is overwhelming for one, one hour episode. What is Mackie thinking? But yeah, we <laughs> apologies to Jotun and audience. But this is going to be... We, we'll try to keep the information before enough to kind of get you guys started but at the same time whatever we recommend is ultimately our recommendation and we highly suggest that you do additional research because especially what i will be discussing i did the bare bones of research because there's so many different routes you could possibly take if you're doing the backpacker guide or if you want to go there for like a proper luxury or if you want to something more adventurous there's always ways to kind of cut corners make the price a lot cheaper or spend way, things in the way differently than you would normally would. So, Jotun, I know this was a very tough topic, but the first section or uh, part of this topic is where would you recommend a two-week, like if you were to sell to me or to the audience that this would be the best place for a two-week vacation? You could have been on it before. You could have, ex um, you couldn't, it could be something completely new to you. You've just heard about it or you investigated it. But it's picture someone like myself who has definitely not traveled nearly as much as you. And you basically, I, I come to you knocking on your door saying, Jotun, I got two weeks off from work. Uh, I have enough funds, but obviously I don't want to kill my entire bank. Where would you recommend I go for that two-week vacation, whether it be adventurous, a bit of luxury, a bit of culture. Where would you Where would you recommend? I would recommend that you go to Brazil. 
Ooh. Yeah. Now, the reason why I recommend you go to Brazil is because you get a smattering of all of the kinds of things that you, that I think any traveler would want to do. And as a European, or at least someone who comes from a middle-class background, which I think is equatable to being a, a normal European and having that kind of budget for a vacation, I think that Brazil is actually a cheap destination to go to. But I think that like, it's, it's a very good experience for someone from a Western culture to go to Brazil because it has, uh, there's a bit of a cultural change that comes with it going to a South American country and especially during a specific time of year it can be one of the most exhilarating experiences in in your life and just to cut in there when would you when would you recommend someone to go there would you recommend during the winter period when it's obviously not i assume obviously not as hot does Brazil even have a winter period is the question. <laughs> Jeez, I'm not even sure. I'm joking. Of course it does. Um, but I think it's it might be a stormy season. But I would recommend that you go around February. So it's it's just before the winter in Brazil. Some it's it's like an autumn. But the reason why I recommend you go there around that time is because well actually I would say more mid-January to the end of February. And that's because there's that big festival in Rio de Janeiro called Ooh. Carnival, yeah. which happens every year. And it's a, it's a week-long festival, but in the preceding few weeks, there's also constant festivities happening. And so I think that if you aim to go there before Carnival actually happens, but during those festivities, then you avoid the the harsher winter climate and um, I would actually recommend that you leave Carnival for the end of your trip like the last week and the previous week I would recommend that and this is the other reason why I chose Brazil and this is for the adventure seekers out there because there are some really amazing things you can do including hikes which is uh, you can like head up Sugarloaf Mountain which is a hike right by Rio de Janeiro. So maybe like the last day of your your week, your first week. And then before that, the, I mean, Brazil is massive. It's got the Amazon rainforest. And I would get, that's like one of my bucket list de destinations. And I really think it should be for anybody. So I would, I would probably spend a couple of days hiking in the Amazon. Um, of course, very well-known routes uh, or like a, a boat trip or something like that because <laughs> it's the amazon freaking rainforest there's all sorts of bugs and dangerous stuff over there that can really mess you up but it's just so beautiful and i love nature so much that even if it's let's call it a very sanitized hike i think it would be worth it to go there and just experience the, the beauty of it but then there's also an awesome place called Iguazu Falls, which is a beautiful waterfall or like series of them in the Amazon, which is 2.7 kilometers or 1.7 miles long. So 275 waterfalls amidst the lush green jungle of the Amazon. Mm. 
And that just sounds like such a dream to me to just go for a nice long walk around there. So that's basically what I want to do or what I think someone should do. So, and I mean, you can, you can imagine all the fun things you can do in the Amazon there. The, you can do helicopter rides, you can do boat rides, <laughs> you can check out some extremely unique species of, of wildlife. As a South African, uh, I really value those kinds of things. Yeah, I can attest to that. Yeah, and let, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything for the listeners. I don't think that vacation should be spent getting pampered in spas and being in hotels and frequenting expensive restaurants or anything like that. Because I think that, uh, well, for me, it's a little bit like just the idea of exercise, where people think that those kinds of things are tiring. They drain you of energy and they're an effort to do. But I think that the exercise and like adventure sports like hiking and i don't know rock climbing and things like that are actually things that give you energy people people don't realize it but they really really do give you energy and i think that something like a hike is actually better for your soul than resting even at spas and expensive restaurants or anything like that or being pampered in any way because I personally personally believe that there's nothing more revitalizing, rejuvenating than nature. And there's this beautiful quote by Patrick Rothfuss from uh, The Way of the Wind that basically says, uh, travel is the great leveler, the, mm. teach the great teacher. Bitter as medicine and crueler than mirror glass. A long stretch of road will teach you more about yourself than a hundred years of quiet introspection. And I, I, I really do believe that that is true. And so, yeah, a long hike will really rejuvenate you. And yeah, so in Brazil, there, there's that waterfalls and, and such, but there's also a beautiful national park called Chipara de Diamantina National Park and it's very isolated and also just amazing for <laughs> for introspection and enjoying yourself. It's kind of that. looking at the pictures it looks a lot like the South African Jakensburg to me but it's also really cool because there are all these beautiful blue pools and things that you can just swim in or turquoise pools that you can just swim in out of nowhere and for no reason at all. Yeah. So I think that this is the portion of the tour where you really save your money. And for that reason, you can go all out in Carnival with yeah. those, those things. Carnival. <laughs> Again, I'm not really one for French cuisine and fancy restaurants, but I love street food. And so Carnival is even better for that reason. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, awesome. holiday in Brazil. Holiday in Brazil. I like it. Yeah, so an, an, uh, look, I am a bit biased and a, a reason why I didn't suggest like a European tour or something like that is because I've gone on tour a few times in my life, especially for the arts. So I've been to all the muse like fancy museums where you, you pay a premium to see the, 
the best works of art in the world. I've seen all the cathedrals and <laughs> and such things. And to be honest, I, I'm a, I'm tired of it. So this uh, this is, I think, a good opportunity to experience a tour that is more like hands-on and engaging than like the appreciation of past generations which has a lot of value mm -hmm. in itself but i've just done enough of it so no brazil it is for me so you want to recommend like a person like myself to go check out those different experiences you've had in europe that you say that you've experienced too much of that already no no i would but i okay. wouldn't for me i myself uh, wouldn't do it right now <laughs> okay no no it's seems like a good a good contender um when i think of brazil i always think of the movie rio i cannot help it oh yeah <laughs> that was a good movie yeah um, but uh, it is a very good uh, the music in that movie was awesome dude a hundred percent i think it was written by john powell let me quickly check yep i'm correct john powell <laughs> I, I love that music so much. I actually downloaded the full soundtrack when I was in high school and listened to it whenever I needed to chip her up. Oh no, that and I I will say that one of the highlights is definitely in Brazil is that the carnival, and it is definitely something that I would like to for personal personal self like as well go experience. But I am aware that Brazil is also has its share fair of pickpocketers, so. That is one of the downsides I will nitpick about the carnival is that you get so blown away by this like amazing attractions and these happy people that if you don't look after yourself and your belongings, they can be pinched. <laughs> <laughs> but but definitely worthwhile, 100%. Any recommendations like in terms of avoiding that kind of pickpocketing? How would you, like if I were to go there, what would like kind of protection would you say? Only take cash money and enough for you to kind of get around. I would never recommend taking a lot of cash with you anywhere, let alone when you're touring. True, true. Because you can, uh, if, if someone takes your entire, your, like all your, if you decide you're going to only pay cash and that's your pocket money for the tour, then you're going to have like, geez, I don't know, 400 euros or dollars or pounds on you and if that's taken then it's gone goodbye but if mm. you if someone takes your wallet and if they take your wallet with cash in it it's going to be the same story the only mm. difference is that you lost cash but if they take <laughs> your wallet without cash then yeah they still get your card but that would be the same situation with cash but either way uh, you can always cancel a, uh, a stolen card and get those any big transactions reversed with that card that was stolen as well. My recommendation is don't wear a fanny pack. You're going to stand out as a tourist or oh, even one so. of those like strap on, like, I don't know, wallets or whatever that go across your chest or something uh, because you stand out. Um, look like a local. That's my advice. Wallet in your pocket. <laughs> Wherever you are in the world, just street smarts. Don't be a fool. If you see that there's someone watching you too closely or someone following you or whatever, uh, be aware of that. 
but you don't need to really go through any extra precautions. Remember, with with all with all thieves, or actually within a crowd, you just don't want to stand out and make yourself a target. Uh, yeah, so don't look like a tourist with a Hawaiian shirt and flip flops, and <laughs> and all of that. Just look normal. No, I can uh, attest to that advice because obviously, us being South Africans, we do know our fair shares of pickpocketers. I remember one time me and you, Jotun, were giving our good German friend a little tour around, and then all of a sudden, whoops, there goes the cell phone. So yeah, not a fun experience. <laughs> yeah. Let me give it a contender. So a friend of mine just approaches me and says, Mackie, I've got two weeks of vacation, got some cash, but also don't want to break the bank. What would I recommend to them to go do? I like Jotun's decision on Brazil. So I'm going to go for a slightly different route, something that I also have to be a little bit biased on because uh, something I would also keen to go for and I'm very excited for. And that would be a trip to Japan and <laughs> I have also done some little bit of financial investigation I do note that Jotun didn't go too much into that but I won't go into heavy detail I'll just compare certain prices like say because a lot of a lot of my friends have always said that they are oh, they would love to go to New York because New York is where obviously so many shows of theirs are on and to go try that New York pizza sounds like it's um, a dream come true but for me, I've always been a bit laid back on that. I was like saying, America's America. I've seen enough of it in movies and stuff. And it never quite attracted me as much as going to, like Jotun suggested, Brazil, where the culture is completely different and the experiences you can get are something that you would never get in America. And America also seems like it's just overly inflated. Apologies for our American people who live there but there is a reason why you guys love traveling around the world so much and that is partly due to your currency being so strong <laughs> although that that can change soon hey with what russia's been doing and how with them accepting payments from china now for or letting china buy petrol with the chinese currency instead of the dollar for me that's a big indication that the petrodollar, so basically what makes the US dollar strong, uh, it's going to disappear. That's that's my suspicions. So, ooh, yeah, there is upheaval coming in the future, my friend. <laughs> I don't know what exactly, but it's coming. You're making our audience very nervous here, Jotun. But yes, audience, <laughs> whether the price is... Look, I also kind of predict there because no currency can stay strong forever. Look at the pound, it also depreciates and depends on world circumstances. So we can never 100% guarantee, but yeah, I agree with Jotun. You have to be concerned, you have to be aware of these kind of things. But nonetheless, so Japan is my choice. And I've compared pricing between a two week Japan trip compared to a New York trip. So New York would be one of the cool places I wouldn't mind going to. But like if I were to go to Japan and perhaps maybe Tokyo and I did a quick price analysis and then you can hear all the papers shuffling around <laughs> here but so again audience I chose a really comfortable like lifestyle if you were to go to either of these places so no hostels of backpacking you guys are going for 
relatively nice, not like say five star hotels, but going relatively good accommodation. Food, you're eating out every night, you're not going to convenience stores really, you're just ordering from restaurants all the time, and you're getting a basic data plan. And I have both the South African currency, so Yotsin can be more surprised, but he is also more familiar with the American dollar. But I also got the American dollar currency, so you guys can be just as surprised. So again, accounting for all those like luxury items, again, you can easily break down. You can, I'm going a little bit extended here because again, everyone doesn't go out eating every single night. And, and that's three meals a day at a relatively okay restaurant and you're eating very well. And the pricing of Tokyo visits for the two week vacation is roughly 50,000 Rand. And that is roughly $2,700. So quite high. And again, you can easily bring that down quite a bit. The New York comparison is roughly 78,000 Rand. And that converts to roughly $4,200. And again, guys, very luxurious, but you can see the price difference if a South African were to go to Japan, Tokyo, they would, they would have a, their bank wouldn't be completely destroyed. But that's enough on the finances because who wants to listen to finance talk by Ramble Shamble? We want to hear about all the interesting stuff. And Japan is a place I wanted to visit for a while, not because of the anime guys. Don't, don't think I'm a weeb. Uh, there's other things that Japan have that is not just anime and seeing these amazing love stories and my, perhaps my hero academia. <laughs> but again, the Japan for me just seems like it's going to be such an amazing experience because they have a number, they got a, a, so many temples and monasteries that you can go visit where you can actually see and talk to living monks. Like monks, like I've Come on, guys, who doesn't want to see like a monk? Although they're not going to be doing like those cool techniques that Yotin and I watch in those movies where they like float in the air for like five minutes, uh, pretending <laughs> like they're jump running on the air and doing these awesome backflips. But speaking with them, just to see that kind of, their kind of way of looking at things would just be amazing. But as well as the tranquility, if you go out of, outside Tokyo, so I say Japan because Tokyo is very much as like Dubai, comparison to Dubai, because it's full of life, uh, convenience, arcades, so many attractions. So it's, it's bustling with life and activity. Like too many activities that I can I cannot have enough time in this episode, and I won't take all the time because we still have another point that we want to touch on in this episode. But Japan's got a number of amazing things to the point where if I go to Japan, I'm definitely going to go check out some of these monasteries and places, and they. One of them, one of the places would be Koyosan. Apologies if I pronounce that incorrectly. I tried to practice, but <laughs> I'm not a native Japan speaker. And <laughs> they, this place has roughly over a hundred temples. It's incredibly beautiful and peaceful. And I feel like if I go there, I can just feel like my soul is being refreshed, being recharged. Because like Yotun, we have this strange sense of attraction to nature and like your dimension in brazil is that they seeing the wildlife and seeing this nature being one with being one with nature walking around is just so refreshing and it's attractive towards us africans because we're so close to our nature and seeing the japan lifestyle be reflected in such a similar way i won't lie i would love to kind of experience that as well just kind of get that feel of like <sighs> 
this is relaxing as heck. And <laughs> this, no, let's not forget, one of the my main things that I need to do on any trip, no matter what I do, has to be when I go food eating, food testing, food trying. And Japan, like Brazil, I think Japan has a higher culinary cuisine selection than Brazil. Uh, what do you think, Yotan? You, you could be a better verifier on this point. Mm, I don't exactly know, but I can say that whatever the Japanese would do, they would make an art of it. That much <laughs> I can say. Yes. Like they they don't they don't just learn something. They learn something and then go so full out into it that it's crazy. It becomes their life, their passion. Well, that that's part of the reason why I, I love that kind of cuisine because I am also inspired in my cuisine or in the way I cook because I like to cook a bit of Asian food, but I love the way that the Japanese culture, like Yotan describes, they don't just focus on the taste, but they go the full on deck of the presentation. The presentation is just so exquisite. And uh, I, I'll i just say like, I would go be visiting those food markets and stuff. And I'll be trying all that weird stuff, like things that are not natural natural for myself and Yotan would be like squid on a kebab stick. That would be something that I'll be like saying, I'll try one of those and I'll have one of those and I'll have one of those. And then the next day I get horrible food poisoning and then go out the next day saying, I feel like I'm more prepared and then stay away from the foods all altogether. <laughs> <laughs> but yes so traveling around japan it seems like a very cool thing to do and i did see from one tour guide when i watched a lot of uh travel shows with my my folks and family they japan was on one of those and i saw obviously pricing can change because we can't fix the least pricing at all but a trip around like i saw this person do two week trip around japan two weeks and they got around a lot and the entire trip costed roughly $2,500 for two people accommodation. Now, being a single person, you could go into what Japan have at a much more cheaper price if you were to go to, go to Tokyo. So outside of Tokyo, you'll probably get the typical Japanese houses. But in Tokyo, again, like New York, everything is really cramped. Everything's really tied together. And I won't lie, I would be interested to try out the capsule hotel rooms where you literally can't stretch your arms out lengthwise and this is a especially a problem for me because i am a big guy you know can attest to this i'm tall and i'm white <laughs> i think like a viking <laughs> yeah Ooh, viking. viking Ooh, up viking and wasn't it you, Yotin, <laughs> where I said, like, if I were to go to the Asian culture, they would just, like, look at me like a tall giant and want to take, like, photos with me and all that kind of stuff? Probably. Probably. They probably would. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that, that is something that I find very interesting. So, out of all, I think a trip to Japan, if you have two weeks off, you don't want to burn your bank account. And, again, guys, the pricing I gave at the beginning of my talk is not fixed i it's very basic expectations i did general pricing from south africa to to japan and the converse the other way around of say people who are more attracted to american lifestyle they would think oh, let's go to new york and obviously new york is a very expensive place but comparing new york to tokyo you can see the pricing is a bit the kind of stuff that you'd be exposed to would be very similar and i just think that the culture in japan is just something that i would be more 
kind of comfortable with just because America can be quite fixated on certain kind of you have to do this right, you have to do this right. But I feel, well, from the research I've done, Japan seems to Japan's culture seems to be a bit more open and understanding that you're a tourist, so we can still get away with a few things. But at the same time, they realize like you're a tourist, so they're not going to really bother you too much. But yes, um, that is my submission. Anything from you, Jotun, before we move on to the next point? No, not really. <laughs> Was I that amazing? Is that what I'm hearing? Amazing, Mackie. So, well, I think I think the two differences, or the, the for me, the differences in the cuisine between the two is that, like in Brazil, I think it's a lot more laid back. Um, mm. Think mm. street food. And whereas in, whereas in Japan, I think it's a bit more like sanitized or like, not even restaurant experience, but clean, if if you can put it that way. But either way, in Brazil, there's the Brazilian barbecues to look forward to. <laughs> but in Japan, there's the sushi. Yeah, well, uh, to be fair, to be comparing, it's just like it's South Africa. I think South Africans would like Brazil food a bit better because we like our meat. We love our meat. And Japan, they don't have like large quantities of meats. They generally do like slithers of meat and the cooks are very well and they come they paired with other flavors and other foods so if you're looking for like an all meat diet japan is going to be a bit of a challenge unless you really enjoy the seafood yeah yeah i think so as well but then okay so that is our point there Jotun, we're going to move on to the next point next point i would like you to go first if you do not mind because i i love your explorations explorations this is more what is your next personal trip that you plan to do? It can be any duration. It's not fixed to two weeks. And it could be something that you have planning for, say, next two years, next five years. I plan to do this, X, Y, Z. And perhaps maybe you tell us how and why you want to do it. So for my next trip, I actually, I plan to go on a South Amer- to a South American country, but not to Brazil. I've always in my life really wanted to, well, not always, but like since primary school, wanted to go to Peru. And that's because I really want to go check out the Nazca lines. If you guys don't understand what that is, it's basically like the sand formations in, I think, the Atacama Desert in America uh, or in Peru, South America. And these massive uh, dunes of sand form shapes when seen from an aerial perspective inside a helicopter or an airplane. And I really want to go see that because it's it's just like, how the hell did they make it? How did they know what they were making? How could they have seen? You know, you can only see it in an aircraft, hundreds of feet in the air. And so I really want to go check out that stuff, but I also want to go climb Jeez, I think it's Machu Picchu that's in Peru. Yeah, but whatever whatever is there, yeah, it's Machu Picchu. I want to go climb that to go check out the, just the ruins and the history behind it. Um, I am an archaeologist, and so that's really something that appeals to me. Plus, there's still the South American food. So, yeah, lots of meat, which I love. <laughs> just, just to put it nice and succinctly. When I do do that, I don't think price will be 
that much of a factor for me at that stage in my life. But I do still think that it'll be on the cheaper side of tours. Okay, okay. So you explained that. When do you plan? When do you think you would like try to achieve this kind of trip? Maybe in three years' time, because okay. I, I have I have other things that I want to do first, like start investing um, in a savings account and mm-hmm. things like that. And I don't feel that. I should go on like any kind of expensive vacation until I have done that. So maybe three years from now, probably. Look at the responsible Jotun. Oh, that's a, that's a good one. So perhaps maybe there's another point then. So should I go with my one now? Go for it. Okay. So this is something that I've been kind of looking forward to for quite a while and since now I started living in the UK it's a lot easier for me to kind of initiate this and perhaps I'll tackle it this year maybe I'll tackle it next year but it's a trip that I've been always curious after reading this one book and this book will give the destination to you guys right away because the book's called Around Ireland with a Fridge and <laughs> I hope I had a bit of an Irish accent there probably a very weak one but this book inspired me to kind of go explore Ireland and ever since I was young because of my heritage I have a certain uh, well my father's side is from the is Irish so I've always wanted to go explore Ireland to check out the culture but also they have a number of amazing landmarks and interesting sites castles old structures very similar to obviously the well they they had a a whole mixture of cultures hitting each other from each side where Vikings took over then Europe uh, geez the history is full of interesting stuff which I recommend you guys research into because it's definitely worthwhile but Ireland is definitely a place that I've always wanted to kind of go around and I would love to try to attempt something not necessarily around Ireland on the fridge because if you guys read the book uh, author again I think I mentioned this previous episode author is Tony Hawks not the skater a, a comedian with the exact same name funny enough aha he he but the the whole experience is something I would like to try is just to travel around maybe as a certain portion of the circumference of Ireland or check out some major landmarks and really do a proper backpack trip and that would be seen if I could fit like two weeks possibly three weeks that would be the whole month but i am able to achieve the month then i would try to do around ireland without a fridge <laughs> probably a little maybe i get something from south africa and I say around ireland with bultong or something like that just to make sure that it's not trademarked or anything but yeah that that's that's one of the kind of places i want to kind of go check out my heritage and i there's a lot of interesting things i can do there to try out their foods their that's where Guinness is made, so you go try a proper Guinness. And who knows? I I I, I feel like I definitely would like want to, if I were to plan to go to Ireland, I'll probably do it during the summertime because I've experienced Scotland in the winter, and it was a freezing time for my experience. <laughs> what do you think? You're in uh, summer or winter? Never winter. Not Never in Britain. Winter. I don't mess around with that stuff. <laughs> Yeah, that, that that's the kind of stuff that I had to kind of, I, I will say, for, since my trip during to Scotland during winter, I am no, more accustomed to the cold because I moved back to, when I went back to home in UK, 
I realized that, hey, this is not as cold anymore. And I realized like, crap, that means when I go back to South Africa to visit family and friends, I'm going to be switching my ass off now. <laughs> <laughs> but then, okay, so one last point here. So before we conclude this really fun episode, and I've really been enjoying to hear your ideas and things that maybe I should consider perhaps on a trip of myself for myself. But since you've been around, Jotun, are there any places you would recommend against going to based on your travels that you've been to so far? Not, no, not to the places that I've been to, which is probably why I haven't gone to any bad places. <laughs> <laughs> but have you heard of, okay, let's rephrase it. Have you heard of any places that you would caution people, not to like prevent them, but caution people, just make sure this is something you actually want to do situation? Don't go to any places that are, that are currently experiencing civil war yes. or political upheaval of that kind. So um, I really want to go to Egypt one day, but I don't. I'm not entirely sure what their political situation is right now. Um, when I wanted to go a few years ago, there was a lot of dodgy stuff happening in Cairo, so that was a no go for me. And although I'm not sure about these rumors, I was also considering going to Iran because of all Iran. the archaeology there. Yeah, because of all the archaeology. And apparently they have a super nice and generous people as well. But there's a lot of border stuff with Afghanistan, I think, and like human trafficking things that I heard mm. about. So I got very hesitant as well. But that's all I can think of. But you've been to France. What is, uh, aren't the French a little bit, if you speak English to them, they're a little bit like hesitant to help you. I've heard that from my school days where like, if you don't speak Afrikaans to them, they're going to look at you. <laughs> I think that's just American. If they hear that you're American, I think it's different than if you're like just normal English. I, I think that's the case, but I'm not entirely sure. They were totally nice to me and my family when I went there. But then again, we actually look like Europeans and we have a French surname. So I don't know, bro. Okay, that's that's interesting. So do you think my English name, real name, not Mackie, would have a, a bit of like confusion? Or do you think they, they would be okay with an English name coming to them and asking them for assistance because my language skills are horrible and it's English? <sighs> I don't know, my friend. <laughs> I guess I'm you might be one of those you might be one of those irritating tourists that like <laughs> like struggles to communicate or something your best friend might just be google translate in that case well that, that was actually something i was going to lead to next is that i do know that for people traveling or so like obviously something that would be a bit difficult for me if i were to go to japan is the language barrier and um one of the things that's I see a lot of travelers do nowadays is that they have that little translator app on their phone. And I've seen the advertisements where you say one thing, then you point it at the person, the person hears what the, the app tells it in the, the native language, and then they say something, and then you bring it back to you. Do you think that's quite an effective media tool? Do you think it's a bit weird? What, what's your opinion on that? No, I think that that's just an amazing thing. I don't yeah. think that anybody will have a problem with, with using that to communicate. True, no, 100% true. But yeah, some of the places that I would caution people to go to without obviously properly exploring and understanding things about it is the Philippines. Now, 
I have spoken about before that Philippines is incredibly beautiful. The people are very kind, very welcoming. Fruits are probably amazing. But I do caution people when they travel from island to island. So in the previous episode where I said that Philippines has, she says, over a thousand islands and sometimes some of those islands are flooded because it depends on if it is the monsoon season or if it's summer. Again, they don't have winter. Now, why I caution people is that the further south you go to in the Philippines, the more likely you're going to come across pirates. Not like the Yar pirates. Pirates where human trafficking is evolved. They will ransom you to your family and friends to obviously get you back. And there's a lot of things that you should just be very cautious about. And again, guys, it's something that you can obviously check out. But I would, I, I'm, I'm with Yotin is that it depends on, you need to make sure that you know where you're going. Know what, if there's any kind of like civil wars or cultural wars happening at the moment. And the further south you go in Philippines, you must just be aware that it gets a little bit more r rural and a little bit more like what happens here happens here. No one around the world's going to hear you until we contact them to kind of you buy your you buy yourself back. <laughs> Pretty scary. Jeez, that's bleak. It's bleak, dude. It's bleak. It's out in the south of Philippines. It's bleak. But yeah, <laughs> uh, think of like Far Cry 3. It's exactly that situation where group of friends are having a party and then all of a sudden your friends are gone and you're running around fighting tigers and gaining the skills and who knows you might get those supernatural like ejection drugs to boost your stamina whatever whatever <laughs> <laughs> but that's far cry 3 it paints a really funny enough really realistic picture okay i think that concludes our trips around is there anything before we start our Usual end notes, Jotun, about vacationing. No, not really. Have fun. Yeah. Oh, oh, don't ever spend any time in your hotel or your accommodation except for sleep. That's that's all I can say. I agree with that, and that's exactly what I did in Scotland. I bet the only time I stayed in my hotel room is when I was literally felt like, oh, I'm so cold, I think I'm a little bit sick, and I said, let me just sleep, woke up, and I'm like... Okay, let's go exploring. It's a little bit sick, but let's go exploring. <laughs> but but yes, guys, if you guys enjoyed this episode, we really do appreciate you guys, whatever platform you're listening on. Again, we try to post this on every podcasting platform, Google Stitcher, Spotify, Apple. Also share these on YouTube at the same time as the main episodes come out. And you guys can obviously rate, comment on the episodes. And we really do appreciate you sharing out the fun times and chats that we have on ramble shamble and perhaps that will reduce the amount of times we need to advertise this end segment or beginning segment or both segments that we do on pretty much on every episode i decided to keep it to the end because i know this is a fun topic and i really wanted to get right into it and again guys we do try to post these episodes every thursday thursday's our best way of kind of getting out to you guys on a regular basis and if we can't post out an episode on the Thursday, the best way to find out is to join our Discord because in there you can chat with us, game with us, perhaps join us in a podcast episode. And most importantly, share the answer to the question, which I'll leave Jotun to do because he does really good. This is the question we're going to ask and this we're going to perhaps chat about in our smaller but very fun Ramble Shrapnel. Hello, everyone. So please respond to the questions that we ask you inside the episode because... 
that is how we get a contribution from you and how you can help make our content a bit more interesting. We can't think of all of the, the responses under the sun for a specific topic. And because of that, we need your help. Please let us know what your answer would be to the, to the question. Uh, so like a two week vacation, where's your ideal destination and your highlight activity for that? Where would it be? Let us know and also tell us who you think won today's conversation. Just, just, just for our own interest's sake. Anyway, we, we choose our favorite response that you guys give us or we go with the one that you guys upvote the most if we concede that there is a overwhelming, not a unanimous, but overwhelming lead for one particular response. And we just talk about that 10, 15, 20 minutes, who knows? But we'll have a bit of a talk about that and release it in a separate playlist called Ramble Shrapnel. Yeah. But guys, I, I do hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, please enjoy, uh, perhaps go listen to another one of our episodes on our Ramble Shamble or Ramble Shrapnel. There's a lot of interesting things. Ramble Shrapnel is a bit a little bit more on the go kind of listening to stuff and you guys will definitely enjoy. But until the next episode, thanks for listening, guys, and speak to you perhaps in a future episode. Bye-bye. Cheers, everyone.